Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Shady Rays is having their best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. And go to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Shady to enter the Shady Rays Parlay of the Day contest. We're also brought to you by the SGPN's Draft Week. All week long, SGPN has you covered with draft props, mock drafts, and our live NFL Draft Watch Party. So make sure to smash that subscribe button at youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast. Hi, you Jen Reno. So welcome to the MMA gambling podcast and sports gambling podcast network. Episode three thirty six goes up to turn up one of our friends in the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord always has some good intel and good insight into fights he actually can keep up with my co-host too with the obscure mma fighter references he, he's he uh, i'm assuming it's a he it could be a she they i'll say they they seem to know their stuff so this goes out to turn up who i don't think we've given an episode to before thanks for coming to the show i'm one of the hosts jeff chalks fox you can find me in the discord as well um this is our main card breakdown of UFC Fight Night Song versus Simone and we'll give you all our fancy plays at the end as well um I mentioned Daniel Gumby Vreeland let's bring him in my co-host Daniel Gumby Vreeland I think we did give one to turn it before okay but yeah, yeah you and him were talking about fighters and people are like who are these people you're yeah. speaking of so yeah, we're, highly we're, of and you're we're saying, getting all excited about contender series which is right around the corner in Fury FC for those of you who are we're itching for some contender series stuff. Fury FC during their broadcast on Sunday actually let it slip that three other guys will be on contender series. Uh, so we, we got some some breaking news there, which is kind of exciting. Yeah, that means we're getting close to that season again, right? How many more, right. How many more months? A couple, three months, I guess, right? Yeah, it, it looks like it's going to be the beginning of August. And everyone's already talking about it in the Discord. If you're that type of person and you're looking forward to... Uh, to uh contender series as well and get in the discord that's that's the place to be but um we're talking about song versus simone this week is there some contender series grads on this part of the card probably there uh they're, waters yes waters, yes, waters is... actually the both of the first two fighters we're going to talk about yeah that's true julian rosa yeah th- there's always a bunch this is Waldo cortez acosta yeah, used to be uh tough but uh, Kyle ohio there you go Ricky and Simone. on and on it goes <laughs> and yes we're going, to, we're going to be talking about contender series a lot. Um, this is the, like I said, the main card portion. Um, hopefully, we get all six of these fights, but who knows? Uh, things are, as we mentioned on yesterday's pod, uh, episode, if you haven't listened yet, go back an episode where you broke down the prelims. Things are moving uh, on these fight cards. Uh, it's, I'm almost worried about recording this, and and uh, things are going to change before we release it, but hopefully not. Like Cage Warriors, that happened to us too. Things were happening on Cage Warriors as well, so. These all my all my life. breakdown of the uh, the French Solomon Renfro is just yes. for not. We even named an episode that, and the fight fell through. Amazing. Yeah, it's terrible. It happens. All right. Uh, before this fight card changes, I should tell you about our um, 
our sponsors. Shall I? Shall I not? Yes, I shall. Um, we're going to tell you about Shady Rays Parlay of the Day for all you shady people out there. We're running a special Parlay of the Day contest for people who have bought their shades from ShadyRays.com using the promo code SGPN. Each day of the NFL Draft, the Sports Gambling Podcast will release a Shady Rays Parlay of the Day. The Parlay hits the cash will be awarded to one lucky listener. Go to Shady Rays. Sorry, go to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Shady to start getting shady. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. I'll tell you all about Shady Rays now. They have you covered from sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. That means if you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. With Shady Rays, you can look good and feel good. To date, they've donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. If you don't love them, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. Here's what you need to do exclusively for our listeners. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. Shady Rays. All right. What are we going to jump into now? Um, the main card of UFC Fight Night Song versus Simone. ESPN Plus, 7 o'clock. Yes, as of now, as of recording, 7 o'clock start time. Uh, it's going down this Saturday. Uh, UFC Apex Enterprise Nevada. We're going to start off with the welterweights. Joshua or Josh Quinlan versus Trey Waters. I will tell you about Waters first. He's the truth. He's 7-1, three knockouts, four submissions, and he's been submitted one time, so he's never gone the distance in a fight. This is a short-notice UFC debut. He did win his last hit via knockout. He was 0-1 the Contender Series, was the LFA champion. Five inches taller than Quinlan, five inches reach, two years younger. He got outstruck in his Contender Series loss by 1.43 strikes per minute. Who was that that he fought? Do you remember? Gabriel Bonfim. No shame there. Yeah. <laughs> Plus 155 for Waters. Quinlan Bushido, 6-0 and with one no contest. Four knockouts, two submissions. So he's never gone the distance either, except uh, his no contest was, I think that that was inside the distance too. He had a no contest yeah, I, in the Contender Series. Yeah. I'm pretty knockout. sure he, yeah, he won by a quick knockout against Logan yes. Urban. Yeah, and he tested positive for real drugs, not marijuana. It, Correct. Real performance yeah. answers. All right. One and all in the UFC. Won his last of via knockout. As I said, he did win on the contender series originally, but then lost it due to a drug test or got changed to no contest. Striking stats and active striking stats better than Waters. We were talking very small sample size. He's outstruck his two opponents in the octagon by 4.43 strikes per minute. Yikes. Minus 170. Give me Quinlan. You know my thoughts on short notice, especially short notice debuting fighters. So uh, going up against someone of Quinlan's level, I don't think this is going to play out well for Waters. So give me Quinlan. Yeah, and you know me, I'm I'm always willing to yep. give a chance to a guy who's yep. coming in on short notice, but I will say I'm also in on Quinlan on this one. Okay. Um, mostly just because, like Trey Waters does a lot of like, this is gonna sound mean. He does a lot of tall guy shit. Um, it, and I mean it being like, like guys who are much taller or way too tall for their division do like a lot of like just leaning out of the distance and like leaning out of range. Um, they also like don't move as much as they should. Um, sometimes they lean in farther than they should when they're striking. 
and, and they usually get away with a lot of that, right? They get away with a lot of that on the regional scene. Um, he got away with a lot of that against Jalen Fuller, which, by the way, that fight was only going to be uh, 15 days prior to this one uh, was the last time he fought. And it was not an easy fight either. Um, but, like, one time he threw this leg kick, kind of left his hands down, and he ate a left hand right on the chin against Jalen Fuller. And the good news is against Jalen Fuller, you don't go to sleep. Against Josh Quinlan, you go to sleep. Uh, that dude hits way too hard to be doing that kind of stuff, too. Um, and I think it's a nightmare matchup for uh, for Waters. Waters has got two real clear issues, like two types of guys who are going to beat him. It's guys who hit really hard and guys who have phenomenal double legs. Like, those are going to be the guys who beat Waters forever. And when he fought Bonfim, it just happened to be both of those things. <laughs> yeah. Quinlan is the pick. We're on the same page here. All right, let's move all the way up to heavyweights. Marcos Rogerio de Lima versus Waldo Tortez Acosta in the battle of the long name fighters. Tell you about Salsa Boy first. Cortez Acosta, one of, <laughs> one of my favorite. One can't help but laugh at that nickname, um, especially when, when you see him and his body type and everything. Salsa Boy is a great nickname. He's nine and zero, four knockouts, one submission. He's two and zero in the UFC, one zero in contender series. Was the LFA champion. One no in Bellator. All he does is win. Was a pro boxer as well. Three inches in height, three inches of reach on Lima. Six years younger. He's over two times more active landing strikes in Lima. 2.2 to be exact. He's at plus 374. Uh, sorry, his strike differential is plus 3.74 strikes per minute. Um, <laughs> I was like, that is, is a number at, I am not familiar yeah, with. <laughs> he's at plus 160. So he's not quite as big a dog as I originally made him here. Pazao is Lima. Bigfoot. Pazao. Pazao. Pishao. 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 That's right. Pishao. He's 20-8-1. 14 knockout, three submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted five times. Nine and six in the UFC. He's gone three and four of his last four, including winning his last fight via submission. Two and one in the Ultimate Fighter. Used to fight at middleweight and light heavyweight. 0-1 in strike force. 2009 Pro MMA debut. He's been outstruck his opponents by 0.16 strikes per minute. He's got better grappling stats than Cortez Acosta. Minus 175. Over to you. I'm going with Delima. Uh, Correct. I, yeah. Look, I, I've been saying this about Waldo Cortez Acosta. I'm actually surprised his number didn't come in a lot closer to even money because people are hyped on Waldo Cortez Acosta. And this dude has got real suspect grappling defense. I mean, like Chase Sherman's got a takedown on this guy. Um, and, and like, you know, Chase Sherman, you know, constantly the butt of jokes, probably a little bit better than we actually give him credit for, but not in the wrestling department, certainly. Um, and, and Delima, I think, is just going to out-wrestle him with literally no problem. And even if he doesn't, I think just putting him up against the cage and making him work is going to tire him out enough to win this fight. Um, tell us who Cortez Costa has beaten in the UFC, Dan. Tell, tell us the two fighters who he's beaten. Um, he's beaten Chase Sherman and is it Jared Vandera. <laughs> and yes. I, here, here's a funny one. I picked Jared Vandera to beat him. Yeah. And I, I stand by that pick because I believe if Jared Vandero wrestled in that fight, Jared Vandero could have beaten Waldo Cortez Acosta. He didn't, and he lost, uh, but I do believe he could have. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, we are linking up here with, with our picks. Um, let's see how we do on featherweights. Julian Rosa versus Fernando Padilla. Uh, tell you about Padilla first 14 and four, four knockouts, eight submissions, never been finished in a fight. This is his UFC debut. A lot of debuting fighters this week. He's won two straight fights and four or five. However, he is not 
fought since May of 2021. So we're going on two years here. He's not lost a fight since March of 2019. Was a regional champion. Used to fight at Bantamweight and Lightweight. Got two inches of reach on Arosa. Seven years younger, plus 125. Juicy J, Julian Arosa, 28 and 10. 11 knockouts, 12 submissions. Been knocked out six times. He's six and six in the UFC. He's won three of his last four. However, he did lose via TKO his last fight. Used to fight at lightweight. Three and one in the Ultimate Fighter house. Uh, one and zero in the Contender Series. Multiple region championships on his mantle. Correct. Get the shirt in our store. 2010 Pro MMA debut, minus 130. Give me Juicy J. Rosa. This is a tough uh, ask for a debuting fighter, especially one who's going to have ring rust. Uh, probably octagon jitters as well. Um, Rosa's a hard guy to fight, even if you're experienced with this type of thing. So um, give me a Rosa in this one. Yeah, and I know there's all kinds of rumbling about Rosa's number continuously coming down. Um, and, you know, like there, there's always a rumor, oh, does somebody know about an injury or this yeah. or that? I, I'm going to be honest. I really think this is just like, people looking at Padilla's record, you know, like the original line being posted where it belongs. Uh, and then people start looking at Padilla's record and they're like, Oh, this guy's got a lot of knockouts. Uh, and if you watched his last knockout, when he knocked out Cameron Graves, mean elbow on uh, Dana White's looking for a fight, real mean elbow. But this is a guy who's like, who had a lot of trouble with Spike Carlisle. Uh, remember Spike Carlisle? Of course. Spike Carlisle beat that guy. Um, only three fights ago. Uh, and, and like, you know, that's not a good sign when you're about to fight a guy much better than Spike Carlisle. I'll also say this. I, I went back and watched Padilla's fights and like, he's a guy who he, he works really well when he's moving forward, but doesn't move backwards very well. Also, when he's moving forward, he throws combinations, but he does not move his head. He doesn't cut off angles. So if somebody circles around him, he just like gives up all of the forward momentum he has. And he's also a guy who, like, reaches for a collar tie and wants a single collar tie so bad so he can throw 13 consecutive uppercuts. It's not varied in its approach. He just does the same thing over and over again. And, like, if you don't move your head well, guess who you don't want to fight? You don't want to fight Julian Arosa because that dude hits really hard and he's clever with his boxing, right? Like, he outboxed Hakeem Dawudo, right? Like, th that's not a a, a really... That that's not a low quality win. That's a very high quality win. And yeah, he did just get knocked out by Alex Caceres, but Caceres threw the weirdest combination I've ever seen. Who throws a left hook followed by a left head kick? Alex uh, Caceres. That's yeah. Alex Caceres is who. Um, and I also just think like Padilla works well when he's coming forward. I don't think he's going to move forward very much against Arosa. Arosa is a guy who moves forward better than most. So, Hey, if that number keeps coming down, Hey, wait till it gets to even money and give me a Rosa then too. Yeah. What does James Krause think about it though? Does he have any insider info I, I on this? I don't think so. Coming Rosa down? was never a Krause guy, right? No, I know, but the number's coming down. So oh, you I know. I'm, you I'm know just double checking. <laughs> I don't think he was a Krause guy, but who knows? All right. Uh, let me tell you about a couple of our sponsors before we move on and see if we link up uh, on all of our picks for this portion of the card. I'm going to tell you about Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. The NBA and NHL playoffs are here. What better way to get down to some player prop parlays than over at Underdog Fantasy? Besides daily NHL, NBA, and MLB games, they've also got NFL best ball drafts with a guaranteed half million in prizes. Head over to UnderdogFantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to 100 bucks. That's UnderdogFantasy.com, promo code SGPN. And if that's not enough, we got an NFL draft props contest going on right now. Part of S SGPN's Draft Week. SGPN is holding a free NFL Draft Props contest exclusively for members of our Discord. 
is completely free to join, and the winner gets $250 cash and a $50 gift SGPN gift card. So you can get that shirt I was telling you about. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord and go to the NFL channel for the sign-up link. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right. Speaking of links, will we link up on this next fight? Let's see. I have a feeling we're not going to, but let's see. It's middleweights. Rodolfo Vieira versus Cody Brundage. I'm telling you about Brundage first. Eight knockouts, three submissions. Sorry, eight and three is a record. Four knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out twice. Two and two in the UFC. He lost via knockout his last fight. Oh, won the contender series. Used to fight at light heavyweight. Walter Reach championships on his mantle. Correct. Go get the shirt. Uh, five years younger than Vieira. He's been outstruck in the UFC fights by about half a strike a minute. Minus 0. 0.54. It's a plus 200. Uh, Vieira, the black belt hunter. Eight and two. One knockout. Seven submissions. So he's finished all of his fights. He's been submitted himself once. Three and two in the UFC. He's gone loss, win, loss. Used to fight at light heavyweight. He's a world champion in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Into reach on a Brundage. More active landing strikes than him. He's been outstruck by his opponents in his UFC career by 1.47 strikes per minute. Minus 225. My turn? Yes, sir. I'm going to take Cody Brundage. Ah, oh, we are linked up again. Yeah, I'm going to take I Cody Brundage. I after that gas out submission. What was that? Two fights ago? Three fights ago? I think it was four I, I can't fights pick ago, man. After that. That, that's a long time ago. But he got um, older since then too. He has gotten older since then. He has looked <laughs> a lot better since then. Yes, uh, that's true. Yeah, that was in that was in February of 2021, my man. Um, yeah. no, but here's the thing: it, it is Rodolfo Vieira is not going to beat anybody he can't hold against the cage and take down with a takedown that way, yeah. right? Because uh, Rodolfo, I mean, that fight with Chris Curtis, I think, is more damaging for him, in my opinion, because in that fight. He shot 20 takedowns, um, and that's not an exaggeration. He shot literally 20 takedowns, and he scored zero of them. And it was just by Chris Curtis being like, I'm never going to be in the range for him to do that. Yeah. Um. And Rodolfo pretty much has, like, he's got the jujitsu trip takedowns, but he doesn't have a good double leg. He hasn't been shooting single legs. Like, he needs you up against the cage so he can do some body lock stuff and maybe some trip stuff. And, like, as long as Brundage goes in with the game plan being like, do not grapple with an Abu Dhabi level grappler. I think he's going to be the better boxer. And here's the other thing. Cody Brundage hits so hard. Um, the the Treshawn Gore overhand right was mean. Um, the Dolce looking on Bula sub came just based on like, uh, again, a punch that he turned into a submission. Like he, he's a guy who, I mean, when it's on the feet, he hits like a truck. And I think his wrestling holds up enough here that he stays away from Hodolfo. So, um, you know, you mentioned he he lost his last fight by being knocked out. Uh, Hodolfo doesn't ha- really have the ability to knock anybody no. out. So yeah, give me give me give me the dog money on Cody Brundage here. 
Yeah, Brendan's can knock him out, and he's a solid grappler too. So, um, he actually—I I don't think he's. I, I'll be honest though. I think if this hits the mat, he's not going to look like a solid grappler. No, no. I think he's going to look like a very so. bad grappler. Yeah. Um, All he has to do so, is uh, get this in the second round, and VR will be too tired to do anything, right? Well, and then circle and make it a dog fight. Like, yeah. like make make him throw. Like if he yep. just if he stands in front of him and, and like lets him get in on his legs, or you know lets him back up up against the cage, or jumps into every single clinch that's possible, yeah, he might have a tough time. But as long as he's like, I'm gonna throw a one-two right down the middle, and I'm gonna circle. I'm gonna throw back-to-back jabs, and I'm gonna circle, and I'm gonna make him work. Like Rodolfo is going to, you're right, is going to get tired. He's gonna get frustrated. He's gonna start windmilling punches, and then he's gonna land some big bombs. So as long as he goes in with that game plan, I think he's fine. Love the line on this fight. Obviously, we are gonna be, we're gonna go clean, uh, clean sweep here, Dan, because there's no way we're picking different in the next two fights. Because I've heard your picks. Uh, middleweights, Kyle Bahio versus Mikhail Olazechuk. And this is at middleweights. Uh, Olasechuk is Husser. We've talked about this nickname before, right? Is it a soldier type one again? Yeah, it's like a mounted, uh, a yeah. Polish mounted soldier, I believe. Yes, yes, like a mounty up here in Canada. Sure, sure. If that's what sure. you, if that's what you need it to be. <laughs> uh, all right, Olasechuk, eighteen and five with one no contest, thirteen knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out once, submitted three times, six and three with one no contest in the UFC. He's won two straight fights and four of five. He's won three straight fights via knockout or TKO. He's on a very good stretch here. Used to fight at light heavyweight, has failed a drug test in the past, was regional champion, has missed weight also in the past. Uh, two inches taller than Bahio, two years younger. He's outstruck Bahio by 2.1 strikes per minute. Not by, excuse me, he's outstruck. He's more active landing strikes. That's what I'm trying to say. He's more than twice uh, more active landing strikes than Bahio. It still didn't sound right, but. That's, that's, I'm just going to move on. Uh, he's outstruck his UFC <laughs> opponents by almost a strike a minute. Strike differentials up plus 0. 0.96. Uh, he's at plus 309. That resume does not impress the uh, people out of the books. Uh, the natural Bahio, 13 1 with one no contest, four knockouts, three submissions, never been finished in a fight, three straight wins in the UFC, two, uh, two and 0 on the Contender Series, is part of a 10 fight winning streak. It's not lost since July of 2015. Used to fight at Watch weight and at a light heavyweight was regional champ. Interreach on Olusechuk. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.76 strikes per minute. He's got better grappling stats than Olusechuk, minus 350. Obviously, I'm picking Bohio, just way more well-rounded than Olusechuk. He's and and he's a very smart fighter, as he was saying to Dan when Dan interviewed him on Top Turtle. Um, he's just going to take this to the ground and he's going to win it that way. Yeah, Olusechuk's terrible if somebody can take him down, right? Like. Dustin Jacoby shot a takedown on him and scored yeah. it and, and was able to do that. When Jimmy Crude or Ovin St. Prue looked to take him down, they had no problem with it. It's literally people who will stand and trade with him are the ones who beat him. Um, and, and like, I, I don't think, uh, I don't think Kyle Ohio is going to do that long. And even if he does, I think he's smart enough and safe enough that he's not going to get hit with like kind of the wide swinging shit that Michael Oshajek brings. So yeah, give, give me Kyle Ohio. I think he gets in there on the takedown. I also, you know, and it's not going to be one of my official props or anything that we're going to talk about later. I, I also just like him by submission here um, because he hasn't gotten a finish yet in the UFC, which I think is jacking up the price here on him to win by submission. Um, and it's like, depending on where you're looking, it's like plus 150, plus 160 to get Kai Ohio by submission. I, I, I think he's he's really desperate for a finish, and I think yeah. this is a good spot for him to get a sub too. 
Yep, he sounds like he does want a finish for sure. Um, all right, main event time. The makeshift main event. Um, got bumped from last week's card to main event in this card. Still going to be five rounds, though. Bantamweights, Song Yedong versus Ricky Simone. Let me tell you about uh, Mr. Song Yedong first. The Kung Fu Kid is 19-7-1 with one no contest. He's knocked out eight people, submitted three people. He's been knocked out twice himself. He's 8-2-1 in the UFC. He's gone three and two over his last five. Did lose his last fight via TKO. He's fight at featherweight and lightweight. 2013 Pro MMA debut. He's a San Sanda champion, a Muay Thai champion, and a grappling champion. Twitcher taller than Simone, five years younger. He's more active landing strikes. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.62 strikes per minute. He's at plus 105. Simone, 20 and three. Six knockouts, four submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted once. Eight and two in the UFC. So in five straight fights, the last two via finish, used fight at featherweight and lightweight as well, was a regional champion, one low on contender series. He's got two inches of reach on Song. He's got better striking and grappling stats. He's barely outstruck his UFC opponents. He's plus 0. 0.09 is the strike differential. He's at minus 115. Go ahead. So I, I, I'm going to make a bigger claim here than even just picking uh, Ricky Simone. Okay. I'm going to say he's the most underrated fighter in the UFC's Bantamweight division. Wow. Um, and maybe in the UFC in general. Like, to, people forget this guy put Marab Devalishvili to sleep. And in addition to putting Marab Devalishvili to sleep, he did that by taking Marab Devalishvili down. Um. With like a high angle double leg takedown, like it wasn't even like he tripped him or caught him off balance or like he had the gas tank to go deep into a fight with Marab Devalishvili and looked better at the end. Like, dude, that's insane. And like, even in his loss to Rob Font, which like in retrospect, no shame in a loss to Rob Font, he took Rob Font down six times. Like, that's pretty damn impressive to take Rob Font down that many times. Like, he took Montel Jackson down seven times. We're talking about a guy uh, who, who like, manhandled Jack Shore in his last fight and submitted Jack Shore, knocked out Rafa Sunsau. And, look, I, I get that Song Dong has got, like, real big power in his hands, right? But, like, also, if you look at the guys he's knocked out, like, it didn't age all that well, right? Like, when he knocked out Alejandro Perez, like, Alejandro Perez was, like, on the up and up, and everybody's like, oh, yeah, Alejandro Perez, huge win. In retrospect, that doesn't look all that great. Julio Arce, I mean, I guess that one's probably his best one. Marlon Marias doesn't look good anymore. Uh, and those are the guys he's out there knocking out. And he's getting taken down by guys like Casey Kenny or Kyler Phillips or like Cody Stamen took him down five times. Like these are guys who do not have one tenth of the wrestling that I think Ricky Simone does. So yeah, give me Ricky Simone. I, I think he just like absolutely wears him out with the grappling and does whatever he wants here. Yep, Simone is the obvious picker um, for all the reasons Dan said. Um, just hot streak, um, more well-rounded, and uh, especially the grappling. He's probably going to uh, win the day for him. And an amazing resume as well. So, all right, let's recap. Simone, we both are in on. Bohio, we both are in on. We're both in on all these people, uh, we're going to say here. Brundage as a big underdog. We like Arosa. We like Lima. And we like Quinlan. We all linked up on all our picks. Now, for the fun part, we're going to do our locks, dogs, props, and parlays. Like, I think it's me leading off this week. Now, what was I going to pick? Let me pick uh, my lock 
Josh Quinlan minus 170 is my lock. I like that one. Um, Thank you. Yeah, that's the, and it's a nice number too. Uh, yeah. I, I'm gonna take uh, an even nicer number actually. Uh, I'm gonna take Julian Arosa negative 130. Uh, right. I mean, I I can't believe. You got a guy who was on a three-fight winning streak. Granted, he did lose that to Alex Caceres, and then he turns around, loses one fight, and now he's an under or uh, almost a even money fighter against a debuting guy we've never heard of. Yes, sirree, exactly. Um, all right, for my underdog, Cody Brennage, a big underdog, plus two hundred. We just told you why we liked him a few minutes ago, so uh, I like that. Uh, I'm going to go a little safer with my dog. I'm going to take Cody Durden. Uh, I think plus 132 on Cody Durden. Uh, just too big of a steal for me to pass up. You want to hear why we both like that pick? Go back in episode if you haven't already. All right. Um, now, to get fancy, what's hmm, what was it going to say? What is Bahia via submission that we were you were mentioning earlier? Uh, plus 160. I can right, give, give me that. All right. Plus 160. Yep. Or hot. Just put it in my submission. All right. I'm gonna take uh I'm gonna take an over prop here. I, okay. I like the main event goes more than three and a half rounds. Yeah, I was thinking Simone via decision. So yeah, that yeah, and, and like just kind of to cover myself here. I, I think I think there's a chance Ricky Simone just like out you know, outworks Song Yudong to a point where Song Yudong is just exhausted. I, I mean, like that's kind of what happened against Corey Sanhagen, right? He was just exhausted after round four. I think there's a real chance he does that again here and just gets exhausted, can't finish round four or five. You know, maybe even uh, Ricky Simone sinks in a sub in rounds four and five. Um, but I think it goes at least three and a half. Uh, and you can get uh, even money on negative or over uh, three and a half. So I'll, I'll take the even money on uh, over three and a half. The plus 100 for that? Yeah. All right. Yep. Lo- Locks of Rosa and Quinlan, Dogs, Durden, and Brundage. Uh, Dan likes the main event going over three and a half rounds. I like that too at even money. And I, uh, I like Bohio at sub um, at plus 160. All right, here we go. Super fan Jong, Hungry Man Jong, Super fan Parley, excuse me. Two fights going to pay us at least 10 to one our money when it hits. All right, so the, I'm going to start off with your dog play. Uh, I'm going to take Cody Brendage just on the money line. We don't have to get fancier than that. Plus 200 nope. is already a number that uh, makes the Hungry Man Jong happy. So uh, I'll take Cody <laughs> Brendage. On uh, on the money line, I'm going to pair him uh, with a pick that I know you don't like. I- I'm going to take Jamie Lynn Horth, uh, and I'm going to take her inside the distance. She's 5 of 5 with her finishes. Uh, I think also, you know, people see the five-fight career, and they're like, ah, she's green. She actually does have a pretty extensive amateur career, too. And she has two amateur wins over Lupi Cadenas, um, w- which, like, bode pretty well, too. Um, slew of finishes. She throws a hard right hand. I, I think uh, the fact that Haley Cowan's been finished twice. Granted, I don't know if it's going to be my sub or TKO, um, which is why I just like the straight up inside the distance prop. Uh, Jamie Lynn Horth inside the distance plus two seventy five. Um, so we're going to pair those two together and get plus ten twenty five. All right, Brundage to win Horth, win inside the distance. All right, that wraps it up. Uh, get in the Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Uh, have fun with us. Um, talk about the fights. Uh, if you haven't already, give us a review. Let us know how we're doing on this podcast. Um, what else can you do? You can follow us on Twitter, SGP and MMA, and Jeff Fox Writer and Gumby Vreeland. You can subscribe to my sub stack where you can get a, a MMA email from me pretty much every day with various things. 
at least take a peek at it. See if it's something you'd be interested in. It's money, mma.substack.com. Listen to Gumby's Top Turtle MMA podcast. Kyle Bohio is on it, and Jamie Lynn Horth, two people we just mentioned, are both on it this week. Very good interviews, both of them. And all our everything else you need to know is that our revamped, brand spanking new looking sports. It's sharp podcast. looking, isn't it? It is. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Check it out. <laughs> Let us know what, what you think of our. Uh, of our new design and there's a big button at the top showing you how to uh, join the discord if you're not in the discord already so we cover every sport on there sports we got sports book deals we've got giveaways everything you need is all our podcasts obviously everything you need is on the site so there you go we're coming back on sunday we're going to recap how amazing we did with our picks uh this weekend until then gumby go ahead uh i'm david gumby freeland he's the salsa boy jeff fox and obviously. we will see you on sunday